This is Dirty Mike, and I'm sitting here with the Big Ugly. The Big Ugly, that's right. That's what they call me. <laughs> and that's what we're calling this. This is the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Now, I know that sounds dirty and ugly, but this is wrestling, professional wrestling from the fans' perspective. We are friends, we are colleagues, but we know that you are thinking a lot of different things when you're watching the world of pro wrestling, and we are trying to say what you are all thinking. We are the voice. How's yes. that sound? We hate Roman Reigns. We, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <not>. we, <laughs> we hate Roman Reigns, and the booking is terrible, and we need to shoot from the hip and all this stuff. So, yeah, this is a totally, uh, totally free uh, podcast here. We want you to listen. We hope you do, and we want you to give us some feedback. Um, and we're going to say it like it is, and we want you to say it like it is. So uh, we have an email, dirtyuglywrestling at gmail.com. Is that right? That is correct. It's kind of long, man. Why do we? Well, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. It's kind of <laughs> long, but I mean, we can always adjust it. But yeah. I figure dirty, that's me. Yeah. Ugly, that's, that's you. No that's offense. Me. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's dirtyuglywrestling at gmail.com. And uh, we're going to talk about, uh, on our initial podcast here, we're going to talk about WrestleMania weekend in Dallas, Texas. It's coming up pretty soon here, uh, Ugly. Yo, now, Mike, you're going to be actually going to WrestleMania. Oh, so uh, yeah. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that, what you're going to be doing down there. Because uh, you're not just going as a fan. No, no. you, you actually working. I'm, uh, I'm going down there, and I'm going to be putting my uh, talents to the test and uh, doing some uh, administrative things during the WrestleMania access sessions, which is the... Um, the fan fest that WrestleMania and WWE has every year. I have gone as a fan. This time I'm going to be putting my uh, two cents in, helping out here, helping out there. I'm um, not sure exactly what duties I'm going to have yet, but um, during the access sessions, definitely. And from what I understand, I will be involved somewhere behind the scenes at the Hall of Fame, which is, I can't tell you how fun that's going to be. Now, do you think, since you're going to be behind the scenes there, are you going? You might be able to meet Sting and Jacqueline and the Freebirds? I would love to say yes, um, okay. but uh, more than likely I'll be meeting people's family and friends and escorting people to their seats or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know how close I'm actually going to get to the action. Now, I'll tell you something about Sting. I got to meet him uh, several years ago when I went to WrestleMania 24 in Orlando, Florida, and TNA Wrestling, ooh, Bad, bad. <laughs> Talking about WWE, you mentioned TNA, that's bad. Um, no, I got to meet him backstage at an Impact uh, taping. And while he was actually getting ready to uh, go up to the entrance and make his entrance. And he was really cool. He was in full gear, had a bat in his hand. He shook my hand. He was really cool. I liked oh, he's it. He's a cool guy, okay. So, yeah, we're going to talk about a little of these things. How um, the professional wrestling world, you know, some of these people, they are real people. You know, th this is real. Darn it. And uh, see, I kept yeah, it they, PG. Yeah, no, they are real athletes. They, they are, are athletes. Real athletes and real people. Respected. And uh, yeah, so behind the scenes, maybe we'll okay. see. Now tell me, uh, ugly. Uh, you know, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm not any offense yeah, to you. Yeah, that. no, no, yeah. <laughs> but you, you call me I dirty. Am. I call I, you ugly. That's all right. Uh, tell me your background in the world of professional wrestling. How long you been a fan? What you like to watch? So we get oh, the people. Man. So I mean, I guess I'm. I would almost say I'm a fake fan. You know why? I have to insult myself because I was Wrestling's a fan growing fake. up. I was a fan growing up, 
And then I fell out of it in my teenage years. I guess I thought I was too cool. But then a couple years back, I'm back on it. And for some reason, I feel creative. Like I could do the booking. And so, <laughs> yeah, I started watching again. I started fantasy booking. And, uh, you know, I, I will watch it every week. Mostly WWE. I watch a little Lucha Underground. But, uh, you know, me and you like to book these these matches here. That's you know, right. storylines. So, you know, it's good that we came together to do this podcast and just talk as legit fans. That's talking right. Talking about this. Legit fans. And we're going to give you a perspective that you might not see or hear um, everywhere else. But it might be what you're thinking, but you're not saying it. That's why we want the feedback. And hopefully you'll listen to us. And, and it's great that you're back into it, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes depending on what era of wrestling that you're watching, you can fall out because sometimes things get mechanical, yeah. sometimes things get predictable. But uh, as we saw a couple weeks ago, when after seven years, you hear, here comes the money, and I just sang on this podcast, yeah. <laughs> and you hear, and you see Shane McMahon come out to the biggest pop that they've had in years. Years, man. Um Anything is possible. That used yeah. to be the uh, lingo in the WWE. Anything is possible. But like you said, you used, you watch Lucha sometimes. So we're not um, going to keep this strictly WWE all the time. We'll talk about TNA. We'll talk about Lucha Underground. We'll talk about Ring of Honor. We'll talk about the indies. Yeah. Um, I won't say right now how I know so much about the indies because we're going to keep that on the down low. But <laughs> um, that's what we're going to do. How do you feel about that? Hey, man, I'm feeling real good. Let's... Uh... Let's go ahead and switch gears and get into this WWE WrestleMania. Let's weekend. do it. All right. It's going to be in Dallas, Texas. Dallas. Um, you know, a uh, couple times they've been in Texas, and it's been very successful. And we will get to um, the main event of this podcast, which how <laughs> you like that, um, <laughs> which will be WrestleMania, which we will talk about at AT&T Stadium. But we are going to talk about the uh, WrestleMania weekend festivities, first of which being Friday night. Um NXT, and we're going to talk about a lot about NXT because that's the future is now, and that's true. Um, NXT Takeover in Dallas, Texas. So tell me first of all, ugly um, NXT. Tell me your thoughts. I love NXT. I watch it every every Wednesday. I love it. I I think it's I think it's fresh. Um, I'm actually a huge Oscar fan. She's one of the reasons I, I oh. always, yeah. She's great. I watch it. Um, I, I love what Triple H is, is doing with them. The the storylines are great. The way they cut promos, the matches are just phenomenal. Um, you know, this is beating a dead horse, but everyone knows they actually give divas time to shine in the ring. Yes. And not just cutting their matches short. And yes. I, I think they're starting to try and do that on the main roster. But, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited about NXT TakeOver. And um, we know last year in Brooklyn that – that joint was crazy. Oh, so, and we talked about yeah. that, how that whole weekend from NXT to SummerSlam to Raw, yeah. they sold out the Barclays Center, yeah. 16,000 people every single right. night. So it can yeah. stand on its own. Right. And it, it's showing that again. So um, I just hope that it doesn't get too big to the point where they start trying to make it like Raw. Hopefully they just keep it separate, keep it the same feel, because I think that recipe is working for them. I think it is, and I think that NXT being a different product than the WWE main roster, keeping it fresh, keeping it interesting, um, gives the WWE fans and the NXT fans reason to cross over, reason to, uh, you know, it's going to keep it interesting for everybody. To I really agree with yeah. that, and now that's why I like NXT so much. But here's my biggest concern about NXT. Are these stars prepared for the actual crossover into the main roster? 
um, because we're seeing we're seeing stars and we're seeing gimmicks and things that are working down at NXT and the fans are loving it. Their fans almost are loving it. But it's like when they come up to the main roster, it's a very hit or miss environment. Bo oh, Dallas. Excuse me. <laughs> I had to sneeze there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's all a breeze. Yeah. <laughs> so so we know that um we know that, you know, it's very hit or miss right now. And it, it's it's NXT to blame. Could they be doing something different to prepare those guys for coming up to the main roster? Or is it the main roster uh creative not knowing what to do with those guys? I tell you, it's uh, a little bit of both. You know, NXT is the breeding ground. That's where they're learning, you know, to all about the TV cues, all about the entrances. You know, the NXT arena and everywhere they go is sort of a smaller version of what they use on the main roster. And that's what we were just talking about, keeping the main roster different than NXT. Um, but it also goes to be said, with keeping these guys' momentum going, Sami Zayn right now is doing the same thing, got the same music, same gimmick, so he just started, so we, <laughs> I see, I see what you're doing, yeah, but he just started, so we're going to see, and then traditionally, when people have come up to the main roster, Bo Dallas, Tyler Breeze, um, sometimes they Adam get Rose. lost in the shuffle, Adam Rose, um, he All got lost in the outcasts. shuffle, <laughs> right, the social outcast, exactly, but then you look at other guys, we got some other examples, Charlotte, she came up from NXT, and she's killing it. Um, Sasha and um, Sasha Banks and uh, uh, Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch, yeah. Not Bailey. Yeah, not Bailey, Bailey not, yet. Yet. not yet. That's not coming. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Becky coming. Lynch. We'll get yeah. to that. Um, so when you see these ladies, uh, you know, Charlotte's obviously taking the lead. Becky and Sasha are coming up great. Um, we will talk about that later in the WrestleMania. Um, but as you can see, they're doing different things with different people. Is it hit or miss? Is it the problem of the creative on the bottom, the creative on the top? I don't know. But as we also know, WWE, it's it's hard to take chances these days because you really do have a couple other places to go. But as far as the big mainstream main roster, that's where you got to go. So yeah. people got to take chances. Right. Like in the Attitude Era, which I'm sure we're going to touch on a lot. Yeah. People took chances. People got out there, said some different things, did some different things. Some got but, fired, yeah. some did not. Right, but I mean, you think about taking chances, but it's like, is that wise for these young guys? I mean, look at look at Tite, look at uh, Titus mm. O'Neil. I mean, he took a chance, not not really something that was really going to benefit the audience, but you know, he did something that was in a joking manner, right? And it ended up with him being suspended for sixty days, which is the equivalent that somebody can get suspended for like failing a drug test. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I mean, they're looking at that harsh. So it's like. Is it worth it to take chances? You know what I'm saying for these for these uh, these young guys. And there's also a rumor, and I don't know how much this is true, but there's a rumor that Vince McMahon does not care for NXT as a whole. Hmm. Like he doesn't care for the product, almost as if like Vince is Vince McMahon, and this is his his baby right here. But he doesn't care for the product, just like he might not care for TNA. And so, does that hurt this new talent coming up, where he's looking at a lot of guys, you know, and being like, ah, I don't know if they fit that superstar mold, you know, coming from NXT. I don't know. That's I don't a, know. You know. That's an interesting rumor. Um, yeah. And that could be because you know Triple H and Vince McMahon, they're on the same page, but they're doing different things. Yeah. So um, you know who who's end up you know booking up top? That's Vince. You know right. that's he's got the final say in everything. So when we also look at the products, the NXT is a little bit more condensed. You know, into one hour show, two hour live shows. Um, you got WWE that needs to fill up. You know, six, seven, eight hours of content every single week. You know, they got Raw for three hours. They got SmackDown for two hours, both on the same network now. You've got um, superstars and main event. You also have house shows and uh, 
couple of different traveling circuses of house shows as well. So they need to fill a lot of spots with a lot of people. So is that a place where if somebody in NXT is thriving, they come up and they kind of get falling back in the shuffle a little bit? Maybe. But they're still on the main roster. They're still getting paid. You, I mean... Dude, let me just hit the pause. Tough. Let me hit the pause button on you real quick. Hit it. And I just I just want to jump back to something out of NXT. But you just named all of these different shows and hours of content that Did. WWE is putting on. Is this a bad thing? Because when you look at the roster, injuries are happening like none other. I mean, I don't think we've seen like this many injuries since like maybe the Attitude Extreme era where people were just doing like crazy stuff. And it's like, is are they just going too much these like these days? Like, or is it? I mean, is it the same? I, I don't know. But I mean, it's like. What's going on, man? I feel like, uh, <laughs> like <laughs> you're right. I mean, even when they were doing, you know, four pay-per-views a year and then wrestling house shows every other night, they weren't going as hard as at the house shows. It seems like, you know, they would put on a show for the fans, of course. But now you got all these hours of TV, all these hours of content like you're talking, and they are going 110% every superstar every time, which you you know, you got to <clears throat> excuse me. You got to stand out on TV. You got to stand out for the brass, you know, for the booking, the agents, Vince. Um, so if you have a three or four minute segment, you're pushing 110 miles an hour during that segment. As we saw recently with Chris Jericho and Neville, you know, communication was mixed up a little bit. And then Neville went up going for her Karana and it was supposed to be the finish. And he ended up hitting it and he ended up breaking his ankle right on the thing. You know, um, Seth Rollins just in a regular match doing a sunset flip foul powerbomb. That was at a house show against Kane, and he got injured, and that he was the biggest star in the company at that point yeah. in time. So I think what they're doing is they're pushing too hard all the time, and you, you know, like I said, you got to push hard if you want to make it forward, but you got to keep these guys healthy too, right. which yeah. is why I think they're bringing up so many people and putting them in different positions in the company. Eventually, somebody's going to have to step up and take over. And, and, I, and I would agree. And I, I don't want to get stuck on that too much. We'll save that for another podcast. Dude, we could do we, a we whole could, hour on that. Yeah, we could do a that. whole hour on that. So we got to stay focused on WrestleMania. <laughs> but I just, wanted to, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that real quick. So let's jump back into this, this NXT talk right here. And um, we will go off on tangents, yeah, people. Yeah, definitely. We'll definitely. do that, but that's what fans yeah. do. Right, exactly. When you want to talk about wrestling, you're going to go off on a tangent. Like, it's going to happen. So there's so much to discuss. But let's jump into the actual card of NXT for that uh, NXT TakeOver in Dallas. All right. Um, and the first match we're going to talk about, Austin Aries, Baron Corbin. Ah, Austin Aries making his on-screen television debut at NXT Dallas. Against one of the vets. Baron Corbin. What do you think about Baron Corbin? I was just about to ask you the same question. All right, so I will answer it. Um, listen, I, I thought that I thought that breaking ground did did very well for him and his character, so that people kind of understand who he is. I think that it really showed his personality, and then you understood his character more. Yes. Um, that whole like lone wolf thing. I'm just I'm just not impressed. His physique and his his size and everything. I think that works out for him. You know, um, I like. I like that little big tattoo he has on his arm and sleeve. I think I think his look is cool, but um, I mean, as far as his character, once again, I'm always thinking, is this going to translate into the mainstream? Because right. it's like what you do on NXT is great, but your objective is always to get on Raw, and it's like his mic work isn't really that great. His right. promo skills aren't that great, um, you know, and, and it just concerns me, you know. And I, obviously, it must be a concern to NXT brass, which is why he's still down there, having been down there for so many years now, right? 
Um, but yeah, what's your what's your thoughts on Corbin? Uh, I agree. Um, he's got as far as what he has shown on the microphone, it hasn't been too deep. Um, if he had somebody talking for him, like a Paul Heyman that talks for a Brock Lesnar, that might work. But you know, his size, his physique, his in ring on the short term when he has those short matches and he squash matches. Um, that's fantastic. Does it translate over into a match that he can have longer? You know, five minutes, six minutes, ten minutes? Not sure yet. I think we're going to find that out with Austin Aries. Um, and we'll get into that. I'll tell you, I think Baron Corbin's talented. I think he needs to, uh, just be reined in as far as what he's going to do on the main roster. I think he's going to make it up there. I don't, I just hope when he gets up there, he's not one of those guys that ends up being in the, the squash segment and he gets lost because there's potential there. It's just not all seen yet. Right. Okay. So when when uh, booking this match, who take who takes this win? You know, uh, Austin Aries in his first match. Now you could go either way. Austin Aries gets um, you know dumped upon, and then he loses, perhaps, and then that gets uh, him sympathy, gives Baron Corbin more heat, and lets a little feud go with them. So it's not just a one and done. I see it if Austin Aries wins, and he wins decisively. I see Baron Corbin jumping up to the main roster. Even though they might not know what to do with him, we could see him the next night on Raw. So, ultimately, if I'm booking this, and that's what we're here to do, dirty, ugly booking. Dirty, dirty ugly. ugly. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Aries. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give it to um, – I'm going to give it to Corbin. I, I don't feel like – I feel like – You were just dogging Corbin, man. <laughs> Tell know. me why. Tell me why. All right. So, I feel like I feel like Baron Corbin, um, you know, they're going to – they're gonna. I think they're going to make him look strong in this match. I think he's going to look strong um, against Austin Aries. And uh, we're kind of going to see um, Aries come in. He's going to lose his first match. That's televised. But I think we're going to set this feud up. I think they're going to get a feud out of it. I don't think – I think you're absolutely right – that if Corbin was, uh, if Aries was to win, that it would be signs that Corbin's getting moved up. And for that reason, I don't think Corbin's getting moved up anytime ah. soon. I think they're going to give him another feud. Um, and what better time to give him a feud than, you know, off of somebody new into the company that's a little known um, on that indie scene. So, you go ahead and. I feel you. Put Corbin more. over. Yeah. And uh, give him heat and give Aries a chance to fight back. Right. On the next couple of uh, NXT episodes. Yeah. I like it. All right. So we both have some – see, that's what I love. We have yeah. the different opinions the here. Different, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, but we do come together on the, you know, some of the same things. That's yeah. cool. So, uh, we want to – again, we want to know what you think about that, guys. So, dirtyuglywrestling at gmail.com. Um, and, and all of this, you know, we're going to say that throughout. But, you know, who do you think is going to win and why? Uh, email us. Let us know. And then when we come back yeah. next month uh, to do our second yeah. ever podcast – uh, we're gonna go over yeah. some of that and stuff. And shoot us some, uh, shoot us some ideas, man. Questions, thoughts that you guys may have that we could discuss on the podcast, man. Definitely, absolutely. All right. So uh, let's move along. Yeah, moving on. So next match: Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. And we uh, touched a little bit on Sami Zayn. He's gonna be right. a big weekend Please, for Sami right. Zayn. First of yeah, all, yeah. I'm so glad that we came back to Sami Zayn because <laughs> I have mixed feelings about Sami. I Let saw me, your yeah. reaction. All right. So yeah. So you guys didn't see it, but I was like when I. When we start speaking about Sami Zayn, I, it just, he makes me cringe. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> All right. I I think Sami Zayn's in-ring work is phenomenal. Yes. I mean, that match he just had, what was it, a week ago on NXT with, uh, Samoa, with Samoa Joe. Joe. It was almost like a, a... That was an Iron Man yeah, match. Yeah, it was almost, almost an Iron Man match. Exactly. And it was great. But my thing with Sami Zayn is character. I, I want to know 
who he who is Sami Zayn as a character? He's got the happy music coming out, and it does make you feel good. And you know, I think the crowd gets into it, and he's right. all pumped and amped. You know, um, and we've seen superstars like that. I mean, Ultimate Warrior was another one. He had like that crazy interest. You know, sure he ran out. He had a bunch of energy, but we kind of understood his character. I'm a little confused about Sami Zayn. Once again, me NXT thinking: Are these guys going to come over into the main roster? I, I'm always looking for character. I feel like character. Has a has a huge impact on if you're going to succeed, on not a, just your in ring work on the main roster, on especially. Main roster, yeah, because uh, Sami Zayn down uh, in NXT in front of those audiences, um, he obviously is blowing the roof off the place. You know, in the smaller audiences, but will it translate to fifteen, twenty thousand people or a hundred thousand people? Especially um, when we'll get to that because he's got a long weekend ahead of him. So I agree with you. Sami Zayn does not have a defined character. Right. Now, he's getting great reactions on like on Raw on the main roster right now. But it's is that Is it a transition be, reaction? Right. right. Is it and part, will it last? It, will it last? And is it partly because he's going up against Kevin Owens, which everyone's already exposed to? Right. So the people we we kind of know about their beef that they've had coming from NXT, but it's like when he moves on from the Owens feud, is he gonna be able to keep that, you know, that level of and generate that kind of, you know, response from the crowd? Right. I don't know because even Neville, when Neville first came and Neville was all flashy, you know, people like to see him, but it's like Neville don't get the same pops he used to when he first came up to oh, no. the roster. And Not it's because, you know, we've seen it all as far as his moveset go, which he's still phenomenal in the ring. I love watching him wrestle. Right. But it's like you've seen it, you know, for so many weeks and now it's like you want something more from it. And that more generally comes in the way of your character and your personality. Right. Which... Unfortunately, Neville doesn't really. No, Neville doesn't have, have it either. Right, so it's like that's that's my concern with Sami Zayn. Does he does he have it? And this is what you were saying about Baron Corbin when they had that Breaking Ground uh, television show on the network, um, which we won't plug the network. You all know about the network, yeah. but that gave us an insight into Baron Corbin as a person and more um, in, in behind the scenes, and that gave us an insight into his character. Um, even though he's got some mic work to do and he's got some things to take care of. Um, that's why you kind of put him over in that last match. I mean, you, you had your reservations about him, but that's the thing. Sami Zayn needs to pass this Kevin Owens feud. He needs to show some character, and sometimes they do that when they turn guys heel. You know, they'll turn him heel. They'll give him an attitude. I don't know if you can do that with the happy-go-lucky Sami Zayn, um, but I want to see more from him character-wise. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to have a chance this whole weekend um, maybe he'll kind of get shoved to the side in the seven-man ladder match, which we'll talk about later at WrestleMania. But right here against Shinsuke Nakamura, um, and we'll talk about him for a minute, first match again in NXT, in the yeah. WWE. Big signing, um, huge international superstar, especially in New Japan, and he's nothing but character. If okay. you've ever seen Shinsuke Nakamura, he is now, this is two completely contrasting. Both of them are fantastic in the ring, but Shinsuke Nakamura is nothing but personality, right. bro. I'm, I'm glad that you can kind of describe him because, I mean, just to be real, just to be real, I, I don't know who Shinsuke Nakamura is. I, I do not follow uh, Japanese wrestling. I don't know who he is. Um, a big look it concern. up, man. All right, I'm, I'm going to look him up. I'm going to look him up for sure. I, I, I was slipping, didn't do my research on him. Going to look him up. <laughs> going to look him up. But here's the thing. But you, you're a lot of people, and I want you to explain that, but a lot of people are not going to know who he is yeah. when you're watching this NXT special right. for the first time. So, yeah. go on. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, um, Jap Jap they've been bringing a lot of Japanese wrestlers lately. Right. So, 
Hideo Itami last year, uh, this year, Shinsuke Nakamura, um, and there's a lot more in between. Yeah. Dude, I don't want to stay on this topic for so for too long. It's all right, just, bro. I'm, I'm going to just ask you the question. I have I have my thoughts on it and my concerns. I just want to find out what you're going to say. <laughs> we're going to move on from it and get back to the actual match with Sami Zayn. Okay. My question is, <laughs> how are Japanese wrestlers, are they going to make a good transition? Once again, we're talking about NXT. To the main roster, having seen the way Japanese wrestlers in the past were kind of treated almost as like comedic relief. Right. Even though they were great wrestlers coming from Japan. Funaki, Kai and yeah, Tai, all these guys. All of these guys, right? And so it's like, now we're seeing a, another influx wave coming in. Are they going to get some respect on this main roster this time around and get some serious feuds? You know, what, what do you think? I, I'm concerned. I got hope. Uh, okay. I'm concerned too, um, just because I know in NXT, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is going to blow the roof off the place. When moved up to the main roster, which could happen sooner than later because he is an international superstar. He's got all the experience. He can speak English, um, so he can communicate with everybody. I'm concerned, too. Will he get lost in the shuffle? Will, we, will it become comedic because he has so much personality? I think they're going to give him a shot. I think everybody that let's, – let's just put this blanket statement. Everybody that comes up from NXT is going to get a shot. Um, within their first six months, a shot to shine, a shot to have a storyline, a shot to do something. If they don't, Bo Dallas, he had a shot to do it. I thought it was getting over. They buried him. Dude, I um, love Bo Dallas. I, I'm a Bo Lever. I'm a Bo Lever. And, and I, I personally don't feel like he got the shot he deserved. All right, he premiered <laughs> on SmackDown, okay? For me, if you're, if you're coming up and you premiere on SmackDown, dude, that's saying that they don't have much faith in you, man. And I felt like Bo Dallas was awesome. I was starting to look around. I was starting to see the Bo Leave shirts in the audience. He had that streak going on, which then ended to R-Truth of all people. Uh, Listen, no, nothing against R-Truth. I think R-Truth is funny. I think he's a fun wrestler and everything. But, I mean, it's like, seriously, you ended There's you people ended that need streak. their place on the card. Right. He's the one where he's going to build you up and have let you have a good time. Yeah. You know, I understand. Exactly. So, I mean, they kind of ended it. And, I honestly believe that his character would have definitely caught on. He's so obnoxious. So, I mean, his, his positivity and the way he just completely contradicts it, it's hilarious to me. And it's like, and he's just that guy that you want to hate. And I feel like he could have actually worked his way into, you know, being a fan favorite or just being a, a favorite hill to hate. Exactly. But, but now he's an yeah, outcast. But now he's an outcast. And <laughs> yeah. So, all right. But right. I feel you, dog. So, I feel you. All right, so they're gonna get a shot. I'm not like I said. We're not gonna spend my time on that. Let's just get back to where we can talk about that on another another time. We're so, gonna have so many yeah. podcasts, man. Booking this match: Shinsuke Nakamura, Sami Zayn. Um, who 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 who's going over here? We run into the same thing that we ran into with Aries and Corbin. Um, do you put Shinsuke over in his first match, or do you do you bury him and give him? Now, in this instance, I think you're gonna have face versus face. I think it's gonna be a respect type match. Um, Shinsuke's going to get over no matter what. So I believe because Sami Zayn's already on the main roster, you're going to put Nakamura over. Dude, that's exactly what I was going to say. Ah, Nakamura, we agree. Yeah, yeah, we agree. Nakamura's going over for sure. Sami Zayn, we're about to see him kind of transition and phase on out. Um, and, I mean, he's already going to be at WrestleMania. Right. So, I mean, once you start wrestling at WrestleMania, you're, you're, you're pretty much on your way. So definitely, they're going to make Nakamura look good on his – his uh, first televised show. But I tell you, that match is going to be one for the ages. That's going to be a classic. Yeah. Um, so, again, watch Shinsuke Nakamura. YouTube it. Yeah. Um, I'm encouraging everybody, including you, Ugly, because um, it's good stuff. All right. Now, here's the thing. One more thing about Sami Zayn that I, that I love. That I love. <laughs> 
All right, so Zami Zayn, everybody know he doesn't move. I don't even, I don't even know if he has a name for it. But he jumps through the two ropes and then DDTs you on the outside. Ah, uh, listen, yes, listen. Anybody that knows me know I practice parkour nah. in, in my outside <laughs> life, and I'm still wondering how he's able to make it through these two ropes, get to the other person's head, and then swing them around to do a DDT. Like I, I feel like I need to keep going back and watching this like in, in slow motion because. I, I love it. Every time he does it, I'm like, I'm popping for it. I'm like, yes. It is something yeah. that Sami Zayn is so talented, yeah. and uh, he has the ability to do it. It is a all great right. move. Right. I'm right. telling right. you, bro. That was just off topic. I know nobody's going to give me an explanation on how he does it. But right. all I'm saying is We're going to get back to this, too. Yeah. Um, also, the, D- yeah. the DDT and those uh, planting maneuvers, you know, Tombstone, uh, Curb Stomp, all that stuff. We can get into another podcast, oh, why yeah. they're outlawing all these moves. Yeah. And now the Styles Clash which is AJ Styles' premier maneuver. And now they got him doing a forearm, one, a forearm off the top rope into the middle of the ring, which is fine, but that's a mid-match maneuver. Definitely. Uh, and he's got the calf crusher, not the calf killer. Killer's too, not PG. The calf crusher, crusher the submission yeah. maneuver. But we'll get to AJ Styles later. So, uh, we thank you for listening to this. This is good stuff. Uh, this might go longer than we're expecting it to go, but hey, that's what wrestling yeah. fans do. And exactly. that's, we hope you're enjoying it. Yeah, hang in there with us. Hang in All there. Right. So, Next match, Bailey versus Asuka for the uh, Women's Championship. Well, the Women's Championship. And you mentioned Asuka earlier, so I'm going to let you take the lead on this oh, one. Oh, man. Dude. Talk to me. Yeah. I just bought myself an Asuka shirt. I'm an Asuka fan. I love the way. Is it the face, the 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 the, the mock face on there? Is that the shirt? Yeah, it's got, the, it's got like her face on the side, and it's got the Japanese like hmm. symbols going down. Yeah, so I, I'm an Asuka fan. All right, like I, I love her stiff style of working. I love her fast move set. Um, everything just looks so real. It reminds me of like when Bret Hart used to wrestle and Bret Hart would just give people those stiff kicks and like, you'd be like, oh man, I know he felt that. And like, I just, I love the way she works. She's, she's exciting to watch. I love how she just smiles at people. It just looks so sinister. And uh, you, just, she smiles at you, and you know, it's like Oscar's going to kill. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Oh, by the I way, love- Bret Hart, uh, Good luck on beating that prostate cancer. I know you're doing yeah, it, man. Brett, so that's, yeah, keep going. Keep love for that. But Asuka, yeah, man. Um, and uh, she came, of course, another from Japanese wrestling. Um, and down in New Japan and all those syndicates down there. Um, over there. Whatever the globe. But anyway, she is phenomenal. And how do you beat Asuka? Like, how do you turn that into a story? So far, she's undefeated on an individual level. How do you beat her? Like... I mean, she's so crisp and so stiff, and she makes it look so real. She's a Brock Lesnar of NXT. She is the she's Brock the, Lesnar of NXT. She's like a damn Brock Lesnar of NXT. Here comes the pain, brother. Oh, man. But let's talk about Bailey for a minute. Um, Bailey is the champion, and Bailey has been there uh, just like Baron Corbin for years. And it took Bailey a long time to get her wings underneath of her boat she got over with the fans she's a fan favorite i don't that's one of the like ricky steamboat i don't see bailey turning heel you know what i'm saying um so i uh see bailey as that fan favorite but i also see her as the one with all that heart like it's gonna you're gonna have to kill her to beat her um or you're gonna have to cheat and i don't see Asuka cheating so um i i really like bailey i love the the music i love the inflatable tube man that comes out i love the fact that you know she has her own uh set of fans and i really i really like bailey but i want to i'm really liking this dynamic seeing bailey getting the basically she's the face actually it's another face versus face is, but bailey's is. gonna get the crap and i said yeah. crap uh she's gonna get beat out of her yeah and uh 
you know. It's it's about to get physical, trust me. Yeah. Bailey can yeah, fight, fight, you know. Yeah, she can fight, yeah. She'll fight yeah. up. Like, she proved, yeah. like, she was the one that couldn't win the big one, and then she finally fought back up, yeah. and, like, the matches she had with Sasha Banks were out of this world. Right, yeah. But, yeah, my homie Asuka, is, 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 she's, she's, she's going to give it to Bailey. Don't get me wrong. So Is who, she going to take the title, though, ugly? She, she's you taking, tell me. She's taking the title, for sure. Asuka's taking the title. Reason why Asuka's going to win the title, she's going to be a new women's champ. All the women are going to have to go through her. Bailey's going up to the main roster. Amen. It's about that time. Amen. It's about that time. See, we were just talking about that, too, and I think she's going to be one of yeah. the people that make her debut on the Monday Night Raw right after yeah. WrestleMania. Right after that. I was just about to say it. I was just about to say it. The four horse women, I believe they call themselves. That's yep. right. You better believe it. She's going to be right there Monday after WrestleMania. And she's going to be there to pick up the pieces of what happens in that yep. triple threat women's match yep. at WrestleMania. Which we're going to get, get to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yep. I, I love the way you think, yep. man. So, let's move on here. So, we, we pretty much got that that book. So, let's move on here to uh, uh, main event. Uh, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe. And Finn is the champion defending the title against Samoa Joe. And this is not the first time we've seen this match, but... It's uh, got a little bit more underneath of it. Tell me, uh, tell me about Finn Balor. He's one that came from, you know, across the seas, and you know he's got a little bit of a different style. Tell me about Finn Balor, dude. I love Finn Balor. All right, I love the fact that he's almost got two different characters. Once again, I am a character guy. You sure I are. Love, I love in ring work. I love watching wrestling, but I am a character guy. Maybe it's my background in film. I don't know, but I love characters. Me too, man. So. So, I love the fact that you kind of get the regular Finn Balor when mm-hmm. he's coming out, you know, on a week-to-week. But then, once you get these pay-per-views, you get the nice demon Finn Balor with the different face paint, the body art. It, it's so creative. It's so great. Um, he acts differently. Um, I, I love it. I think that... Um, that he, is the only ring entrance to ever get a holy you-know-what chant when he first did that. Yeah. Um, so, I feel you, yeah. dude. It's, it's great. I think that... I think Finn... Probably lacks a little on the mic skills. You know, you don't really hear him talking too much. But I feel like that's okay. That's okay because with his kind of character, he reminds you of, obviously, the Undertakers, the Canes, the Bray Wyatt's, you know, although Bray Wyatt is great with his mic work. But, you know, (laughs) so, but just those those creepy kind of, you know, guys that can do it. I think that when he comes up to the main roster, I feel like he could be a great asset as long as they don't overexpose that demon part. They got to keep it the way it is. We talked about that yeah, before. We talked about it. They got to. Pay-per-views yes, maybe. Yes. Or big pay-per-views. SummerSlam, big WrestleMania, yeah. Royal Rumble. Yeah. He's he's only got to bring it out almost like when it's necessary. Right. And that way people don't get used to it. And That's it, part of the character. Like he's yeah. got to be pushed to bring to that bring demon it out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And it's, and it's great. And people will want to see that. They will clamor to see that. That character, because I mean, and the funny thing is, the when you look at it, it's just mostly for the entrance and everything. It but is. it looks so cool that I just want to see it every time. But it's at the same time, I don't want to see it every time. No, I, I don't know. I, no, I, I feel you. It it's yeah. a, it's a specific thing for a specific time. It's got to be well timed, and that's where I think this Samoa Joe, because this feud has been boiling for a couple of months. They've had a couple of matches. There's never been a real full decisive winner. Now. Back at the next, uh, the previous, I should say, NXT TakeOver special, those two fought in the main event. It was a fantastic match, but it didn't seem like it was settled because it was back and forth and back and forth, and obviously it hasn't been settled yet. Samoa Joe fighting for that title. Finn Balor getting attacked by Samoa Joe, and Samoa Joe attacking everybody else. This is bringing the demon out. Finn Balor knows he's got to bring the demon out to defend this title this time. Now, I ask you... Finn Balor, with all of his demon characteristics, does he keep the title 
against Samoa Joe, or are you thinking the same thing I'm thinking? I'm thinking, I'm thinking Joe takes the title from Finn. I think that Finn, Finn's been champion for a while. Um, he's had some great matches. I, I feel like, I don't know how soon Finn Balor is going to go up to the main roster. I think they might draw out maybe a little feud with with Samoa Joe, because I don't think they're going to bring up too many NXT people at the same time. But I do believe that uh, Finn Balor is going to lose the title to Joe. I think Joe is going to beat him. Joe's going to be pretty aggressive, and I, th- I think he'll be—I think he'll be a good heel champion. I agree. I think Joe deserves it. Um, he's been working his ass off. Part again. I'm sorry. PG, keep it PG. PG. Sorry. Dirty. Bleep dirty. that out. Yeah. I'm dirty, Mike. Uh, I'm dirty, Mike. Yeah. So Samoa Joe has been working off. You know, um, you know, working his tail off. He has been doing it in TNA for so many years. He's been doing it in NXT. Definitely hasn't been slacking. Um, yes, we need a heel champion in NXT. I believe that. It's been a while. Yeah. So, um, we need somebody to fight up from underneath. I think I can look at this two ways. If Finn Balor retains, he has new challengers coming up, and Samoa Joe goes up to the main roster. Or, you look at it the other way, Samoa Joe wins the championship. Um, they drag out the feud a little bit longer when Finn's fighting up from underneath. Finn does not get the title back. Finn ends up on the main roster later on, and then by the time SummerSlam rolls around, he breaks out the demon for the first time. Pow! You know what I'm saying? But I think I ultimately, if I got to pick one, which I know we got to do, I want to pick Samoa Joe. I like mm. Samoa Joe as a heel champion, and that's the wrestling lingo we're gonna use on this heel face, all that stuff. Um, I, I like it. I like it. And Finn uh, doesn't mean the, the demon is gone. Doesn't mean Finn is defeated. But he, he can fight back up from underneath as the challenger. They can have a few more matches and see what's up. I I, I completely I completely agree. So we're going to both take Samoa Joe on that. Yes. Now we are. before we take a pause for the cause, as Austin would say, I can't <laughs> I can't take Austin line. I got to think of my own. All right. Anyway, swig of water yeah. for the working man. Right. Let me tell you that. <laughs> So before we uh, before we uh, switch gears here and go into the uh, Hall of Fame, last question about NXT. We're going into the Hall of Fame, me and you, Dirty Ugly. <laughs> we should, playing. yeah. Where are we going to get there? With this podcast, we're going to get there. That's right. Yeah. The first step. Go the ahead. I'm step, sorry. Right. So before we, uh, before we get there, I just got one more thing about NXT. For me, someone that's noticeably absent from this card is Apollo Crews. Actually, uh, I didn't. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. That's my fault. Not putting that on there. Apollo Cruz is actually taking on the Drifter Elias Sampson, and okay. that uh, that was just announced recently. Uh, Elias Sampson, brand new up and coming superstar in NXT, undefeated. He has that whole Drifter gimmick. Come comes out with the guitar. Comes out with that slow yeah, riff. Yeah. Um. Dark. You know, one spotlight on him, and Apollo Crews been fighting up from underneath. He's had a couple title shots. He's wrestled all the big wigs in NXT. He hasn't come through yet. Um, he's got a little bit of Bobby Lashley in him. Got a little bit of uh, what do you call it? What was that guy's name? Oh no, Ahmed Johnson. Yeah. Back in the day. So yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's not on my card, but he is on the card. All right, all right great. So thoughts on Apollo Crews? Because it seemed like when they first came out, they were really trying to build him up. Like, they were really trying to get the audience behind him. Right. Um, He's kind of falling in the middle. I don't like him. Really? Yeah. Tell me. All right. So, he 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 reminds me too much of Bobby Lashley, I think. He's too much <laughs> like a Bobby Lashley. He's like, he's like a big guy 
that just a- comes out. Athletic. Athletic. Can't take that away from him. No. Guy's athletic, great look and everything. I'm jealous. But the, <laughs> but the whole thing is that. He's not ugly. Yeah, exactly. No, he's not, he's not a big ugly. And he's not dirty. Yeah. yeah. So, he looks great. But, once again, I mean, how far can that get you, man? I, I just, once again, man, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, Character man. Driven. But I just want to see personality from him, you know. But, hey, it's uh, that's why you're in NXT. You're in NXT to work on things. Right. So, I can't beat him down and say he's never going to be anything. Um, but I, I am hoping to just see more from him because of his athletic build. And the things he can do in the ring with that build is is pretty good. Most big guys can't do what he can do. Right. So, with his moveset and everything, I think he'll be – I think he can – he has a potential. But um, He's got potential. He needs some time. He needs yeah. some time. He needs some character work. His mic work, um, limited as it may have been so far – it's not character driven. Right. It's more like I'm I'm Apollo Cruz and I'm gonna win the title. Yeah. So you know, and that that's good, but it's only gonna get you so far. Right. So I, and I'm gonna be a big stickler on this for this whole podcast as long as we do this to give somebody more character. You gotta turn them heel. Turning them heel. And we'll get yeah. into John Cena I mean, later yeah. on. But yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, we'll get into John Cena. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, you might be right because look, I, I feel like before Kofi Kingston went to the New Day, he. Didn't have much character. Right. He's gone to New Day, and, I mean, he's been a standout guy. In there. I mean, Xavier Woods has been the mouthpiece for them for the most part. But, you know, I've heard a lot from Kofi that's like some funny stuff. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I, I agree. That that could be the move for him. Um, that's he's a on, plug. He, yeah. Uh, for Bootyo Cereal. Bootyo Cereal. They go. make sure you're you not booty. booty. You're, <laughs> you ain't booty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I do think that – I do think that uh, – uh, um, Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews. Thank you. I was like, what the, what the hell is his name? See, you so, forgot yeah, about him already. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's what you're going to do. You're going to forget about him. So, yeah, I do think that Apollo Crews is going to uh, – he can get better. They're going to keep him on that breaking ground, I hope, and I think that that will also continue to get some attention, kind of like Baron Corbin. I think Exactly. It, I think it will help, you know, people relate to those guys. That's what um, NXT is for. Yeah, exactly. So And real right. quick on that one, I think um, because of the push they're giving uh, the drifter Elias Sampson, I think they're going to put him over. So uh, I think he's going to win. And I think this might give a push to Apollo Crews to give him some more character, to turn him here. For sure. So, yeah. So, so yeah. We'll see about I, I that. I agree. I'm, I'm going to go with Elias Hansen as well, that he's going to go over on Crews. So right. you want to take a pause. Do you want to yeah. pause the podcast and come right back? Like do a – you know, or you just want to move on? I, I don't know how we do this, man. I don't know either, man. But we're I'll, just we're just sitting here with a recorder. <laughs> I know, and that's fine, man. That's good. That's yeah, why we so, want your feedback. Yeah. Let us know what's up. So yeah. we can take pauses. We're gonna try yeah. to get sponsors on this thing, but um, you know, we won't try to keep it all night long. But we're gonna Not do all it. Night. All right. So yeah, we're just gonna take a pause real quick and then come back with this uh, Hall of Fame on Saturday. Dirty ugly wrestling. Dirty ugly wrestling. Big ugly. Dirty Mike. <laughs> Maybe it's just something that you can only see in the light. All right, big ugly here, dirty Mike. Still talking about WrestleMania weekend. Um, we've already kind of did our fantasy booking for NXT Takeover on that Friday. Um, talked a lot about NXT. Went on some rants. <laughs> That's some what long we do. Rants. That's what we do. That's what wrestling fans do. That's I'm right. I'm sure you guys do it too. So we're going to get things back in gear here. We're going to talk about Saturday. Hall of Fame. Um, we got a couple people going in so far. Sting, Freebirds, Godfather, uh, Miss Jacqueline, Big Boss Man. 
and Stan the Lariat Hansen, which yes. we just learned just this week. Learned. Yes. Um, and it's Texas, so that makes sense. Makes sense. So, uh, obviously, Sting, uh, well, not so obviously, but Sting is the headliner on this one. Um, Sting's career just got cut short. Um, unfortunately. unfortunately. So, no one got that. We never got to see the Undertaker-Sting match. We and didn't. I feel like I feel like they were going to eventually work that in. But I think eventually. It, it kind of sucks that Sting got injured where he can't wrestle anymore. But, yeah. yeah, but he didn't get injured so much where it's going to destroy his quality of life. Which, um, yeah. He's a good That's dude. That's what matters. Yeah, that is what matters. And he did get to come to WWE. He did get to have his WrestleMania moment in a main event type match with Triple H, with all of the Attitude Era, DX, NWO. That was beautiful. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and he also got to uh, wrestle and challenge for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And that's unfortunately where he got, you know, that last injury where it started. Against Seth Rollins, and I know we're not going to talk about Seth Rollins too much right now because he's not on the card, but that man can work, and he busted his yeah. butt, literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into that a little yeah. bit later. And on. I'm going to just say, I'm going to just say, real quick, real quick, I'm Go gonna ahead. Say, I'm going to say, I'm going to just say, no one appreciated Seth Rollins until he was gone. I feel You're like, right about that. All right. I feel like when he came out, he got the reactions he was supposed to, he got booed a lot and everything, but I feel like when Seth Rollins left, the fan base, I know, I felt the void. You know what I mean? Oh, when me I, too. When I didn't hear that music hit and there was no Seth Rollins, I was kind of like, uh, you know, what's going on? Right. So, me, myself, I didn't appreciate Seth Rollins until he was gone. So, I actually thought he was a little bit overexposed, but it got to a point where I was used to seeing him and him being a part of these major storylines that when he got injured, I was like, dude, I really want to see Seth Rollins. Right. I'm convinced when he comes back, he's going to get the biggest pop of the year. Whenever he comes back, man, when you hear that music, He's, he's going to come out because I feel like they're not. he's going to still be a heel. but He's going to be the same guy, yeah, same, same character, guy. but he's going to get over. Yeah, He's going to be the anti-hero, yes. Stone Cold Steve Austin style. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Yeah, I, we're going to get back to Seth right, Rollins yeah. on another podcast. Right, but I'm, a, Hall of Fame. I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Hall so, of Fame. Hall of Fame. Um, it's going to be on the WWE Network. Yeah. Uh, Sting but, never won a match in WWE. No. That sucks. No, he didn't. And he's yeah. going into the WWE going into Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. Yeah, for never winning a match in WWE, he's going into the Hall of Fame. But I think we, we're going in. <laughs> we're going in, Mike. I think, yeah, we're going in. We never won a match. <laughs> yeah. We never had a match. Exactly. So. But um, I tell you what, I, I like the fact that the WWE, after they acquired WCW, ECW, all this other property, um, the fact that they're allowing all these other guys to come in and they're not ignoring their history. Um, and that's a good thing because they're talking about Sting all the way from the 80s all the way up through the 90s, WCW days. Um, and then they're not, obviously, they're not mentioning anything about TNA. So I guess he didn't exist for those six years. But um, they are relating to Sting's career and the fact that he's been a multi-time world champion and he's been a fan favorite. Um, so I'm glad that they get to do that. And that's the same thing, you know, when we're talking about Stan Hansen. You know, he was only in the WWE briefly. Um you know, Freebirds, Michael P.S. Hayes, you know, obviously Michael Hayes is a, um, a booker, an agent, talent scout for WWE at this yeah. point in time. Um, but, and, and the rest of the Freebirds, you know, right. never really wrestled in WWE. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I, Stan Hansen, I don't know, I think he was a little bit before my time. Freebirds, before my time, uh, you know. YouTube. I, yeah. No, oh, YouTube. wait, well, WWE Network, what am network, I talking about? Yeah, Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's plug the network when they pay us to plug the network. Right? Yeah, yeah, you know but what? Now go to YouTube. I ain't telling so, you how much yeah. it's worth. <laughs> yeah. I ain't telling you how much to buy it for. But yeah. I feel you. Go so, to YouTube. Yeah. So for the Freebirds, um, definitely everybody knows. I think Michael Hayes just because he's been with WWE creatively, you know, for so long. Right. Um, 
but yeah, so, uh, but before my time, but like, they, I mean, obviously they're legends, and I've seen some matches, you know, with them before, but mm. I just wasn't around back when they were actually like in their, you know, in their prime and stuff. So, but it's cool. So, New Day inducting Freebirds. What do you think about that? I can deal it. I can deal. It. Uh, you know, uh, they got groups, um, big st- um, stables, factions. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Because. Uh, and it kind of took their whole gimmick with the title thing. Like, they, all of them are champions. So, it makes I sense. I like that. Yeah, I do. That any two of them can defend the tag team titles at any time. Yeah. I like that. I think it's good. And, I mean, you got to give the credit to Freebirds. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? The Godfather, he's had a lot of different characters. As we know, Papa Shango. <laughs> you know, and when he put the curse on the Ultimate Warrior, yeah. that's good stuff. But, you know, the Godfather gimmick, you know, got him over. Um, you're talking about his ladies of the night. See, I'm, see I kept yeah. the PG. Yeah. Um, so I, I like the fact that he's going in. He made a definite imprint. Big boss man, so many years. Ray Trailer, you know, he has passed. Um, however, people still remember him. People still remember, yeah. you know, Cobb County, Georgia. That song, you better read the sign. Respect. The, I'm yeah. singing on this podcast, man. <laughs> hey, and I mean, for me, the most memorable boss man moment was Taking the Big Show's father's casket. <laughs> I, I know you were going to say that. That is, dude, that is the biggest boss man moment. Like, middle I mean, of the Big attitude Show era, rode yeah, and, like, surfed on the coffin. Jumped on the coffin, oh. dude. I mean, it was so hardcore for the boss man. Because it was, like, it was the attitude era. But it was, like, dude, that is the ultimate disrespect. Like, you took the man's father's casket. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, uh, I tell you, I wish and I hope the WWE puts in some angles like this. You know, people invading other people's houses, Brian Pillman pulling a weapon, you know. I, I want to oh, see yeah. things like yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the Hall of Fame Saturday night, that's going to be great. Let's touch on one thing real quick. I wanted to bring this up to you. So, there are people, living and deceased, that belong in that Hall of Fame. Not saying that they'll never get there, but unfortunately because of their ties with the WWE, that might never happen. Let's talk about the Honky Tonk Man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Um, you know, uh, we're talking about Owen Hart. He has passed. Why Owen Hart is not in the Hall of Fame is a mystery to me. Again, back, politics, family, all that kind of stuff. Now, they put out a, a DVD for him not too long ago, or a Blu-ray, what are you yeah. talking about? The uh, Heart of Gold, which was awesome. But it didn't really dig deep, too deep into the, um, you know, how he passed and why and that might be why and there's certain things keeping these people out but like you said why owen hart's not in this hall of fame i do not understand you know what i'm saying let me so here's a living here's a living person that has bad uh relations with wwe do you think they deserve to go in goldberg yep why do you think goldberg deserves to go in because i'm on the fence about this and reason being is to me goldberg was never great I feel like if you're going in, if you're going in a Hall of Fame, you should be, you should have like made a great impact. But I, Goldberg made an impact because everybody remembers him just because of his undefeated streak. But maybe I'm just biased because I just knew Goldberg can't work. He had no in ring skill, and so he, I'm just being biased. I, right? I agree with you, man. Right, maybe I mean, that's it. I agree with you on that point. You know, Goldberg definitely didn't have the skill or the backing or the upbringing in the wrestling business. But I tell you what, you know, he made an imprint during the Monday Night Wars. You know, he had more merchandise sales, more TV views. You know, granted, his work ethic was a little bit different. But because of the thumbprint that he made on the business, um, I don't know how all the rest of the boys and girls would feel about him going in. But I think he made a significant enough impact. And they did bring him into the WWE after all that. 
You know, he was in WCW, and they did bring him into the WWE for a run. They even put a title on him. Yeah. So, and he has come back, and he has done things on the network, such as, you know, um, interviews, or, or at least putting it inside of DVDs and things like that, where they're interviewing him about somebody else. Right. So, the ties, maybe they're there, maybe they're not. Hall of Fame, I look, I look at it this way. You know, there are people in that Hall of Fame that eventually deserved to get there, but maybe... There's people that should have gone in first. I'm not saying Goldberg deserves to get there yet. You know what I'm saying? And they're even talking about him coming back and making one final run. That's been rumored for a while. Oh, man. Come on. You no, know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I'm I want to see that. Yeah. That, I mean, that's pure nostalgia. Like, I mean, I don't want to see a Goldberg final run. Maybe not a run. Maybe a run in where uh, he comes in and spears somebody yeah. and jackhammers somebody yeah, and that's it. Maybe that. Yeah. I can it's almost, that. Right. It's almost like Austin. Like, when, when I see Austin come back in the ring... I don't necessarily want to see Steve Austin wrestle again, but I surely wouldn't mind him giving somebody the stunner. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Just to see that kick and that Stone Cold stunner one more time, I'm like, yeah, I'm all for it. But I don't really want to see Goldberg put on his tights again. I mean, the man hasn't wrestled in ages. You know what I mean? I, but like I, we talked about the Shane McMahon pop, though. If you heard Goldberg's music, if you saw those um, pyro going up and you saw him come out and he was breathing in the pyro and he, was, yeah! Yeah. And he came out, speared somebody, jackhammer, tell me you wouldn't pop. All right, I, I would probably. Tell me I'm you not wouldn't gonna pop. Lie, I would pop. Damn. <laughs> I, but I agree with you. I think, you know, putting him in a match, bell to bell, no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it to him. But like, as far as Hall of Fame, maybe one day. I don't know. But, you know, Owen Hart, uh, Honky Tonk Man, Ravishing Rick Rude. Ravishing Rick Rude. Who is one of the, in my opinion, one of the greatest workers of all time. Yeah. And, and he's not part, in there. Right. And a part of one of the greatest stables of all time. With DX. Oh. The original the, DX. The original yeah. DX. Right. Sometimes this gets overlooked. He was part of that. and also, He was on Nitro and Raw, Raw in the same same night. night. No one's ever done it. No. Nope. Rick Rude. All right? <laughs> he has to go in off of that. Just on that. Just on that. I mean, he was ravishing Rick Rude. He's got to go in. Um, So, what about somebody like a, uh, a CM Punk? Does CM Punk go into the Hall of Fame? Again, the thumbprint he made on the business. Mike, let me just cut you off real thumbprint. quick. Thumbprint. All right. Thumbprint. But let me stop you right there. Please, I don't want to hear any more CM Punk chants. That's all I'm saying. I, when we go to Chicago, you're going to hear it. One I way know. or another. All right. Let me tell you something. In Chicago, I get it. That's his hometown. They love CM Punk. But really, I just wanted to stop, man. And the reason is, CM Punk left the fans. All right? Yeah. WWE, let me tell you. WWE fired Alberto Del Rio. All right. right? So if you start hearing those chants, guess what? I get it. It's the man doing somebody else wrong. The man didn't do CM Punk wrong. He left. Right. Because things weren't going the way CM Punk wanted them to go. Right. All right. And then suddenly, like, we're sympathizing for him. For what? He made millions of dollars. One of the most popular uh, wrestlers ever. And he's going out. He's going to make more money. And UFC, without even having fought, for real. <laughs> or UFC signed him. Losing. Or fight, right. Or fought anyone. UFC signed him. So uh, why, why are we chanting CM Punk when other guys are out there busting their butts? Butts. Busting their butts, risking their lives, risking their health for you to entertain us, and yet we're shouting for a man that left us. This is why we like this podcast. Right. This is why. We tell it like it is. Yeah. I'm feeling you, dog. I don't I don't get it, man. I, I want to stop hearing it. Listen, I am a CM Punk fan. The way I'm talking, it would make it seem like I'm not a CM Punk fan. I am a CM Punk fan. He's one of the reasons I actually got back into wrestling. Like I told you guys earlier, I fell out of it. I like CM Punk as a wrestler. And personally, like when I heard his podcast with uh, uh, Coco Banna and stuff. Yeah, right. 
as a person, I feel like I probably wouldn't really get along with him. But, hey, I don't know CM Punk, so that's not really my problem. Right. But as a wrestler, I like him. I feel like there's no reason for me to chant CM Punk. He wasn't done wrong. He decided to leave because stories weren't going the way he wanted to. Right. So he, the way Austin always describes, took his ball and, and went, went home. home. And why? so why are we yelling at WWE for CM Punk? Uh, I agree with you. I don't think there should be chants. I don't think we should be trying to drag him out or drag him back. He made his own bed. He needs to lay in it. But I'm a CM Punk fan, too. I love the character. I love the character. I, his in-ring work was great. His mic work was phenomenal. And um, I believe if he wanted to rebuild that bridge, I don't think anything is uh, beneath Vince. I think Vince has cleared so many bridges, and we'll talk about Hulk Hogan later on, too. Uh, he and that's a big bridge, to, to, but you know, Ultimate Warrior, Stone Cold Steve Austin, after he took his ball and went home, it can be done. So, do I want to hear chants? Do I want to hear people begging for it? No, but would I be happy? Now, as far as Hall of Fame, he needs to do some work. He needs to build those bridges back before he gets in. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and, and I mean, I think that's going to be a lot on him because personally, listen, I'm just a man. If you're going to walk away from something great, I still feel like there's a way to do it. I feel like the way right. he did it was not professional no. on any level. I don't care whether you're just working a nine to five or you're the president of the United States. There's a certain <laughs> way that you exit your position in a professional manner, and he did not do that, you know, and, you know, he kind of lost a little touch with me. But like I said, I don't know Sam Punk personally, so it's not my job to care about the way Punk handled But for I just feel like it was unprofessional in any way, if anybody does it, you know. I feel so, you. Um, I do want to say this, jumping back to this Hall of Fame before we actually move on to WrestleMania. Right. Miss Jacqueline is being inducted by the Dudley Boys. I don't understand that. Uh, I just heard that myself. Yeah. So I was, I was I was, kind of scratching my head by that. I didn't really read up on it to find out why, but I was scratching my head because most of the time, divas are usually inducted by other divas. Not right. to say it has to be so, but it's like because... Probably either they're inducted by a person that they made an impact on mm -hmm. or a person that they worked with a lot during that time. Right. Jacqueline was in WWE for a long time. Right. And it seemed she's worked with a lot of different divas. So it seemed kind of odd that it was the Dudley boys. I, yeah. that's a, I, and they, may, they may have a relationship professionally that we're not aware of, where the, whether it be on the indie scene or maybe they worked a lot together on the road in WWE because yeah. they were in WWE roughly at the same time. Yes, definitely. So, um that might be the reason behind it. And we might get it during the uh, induction speech. Right. Um, but it's a little odd to me. Again, we didn't read up on it. We didn't do our due diligence yeah. on that one. There's probably a reason. Um, but that's okay. Right. Uh, I believe uh, Ric Flair is inducting Sting. Yes. Okay. Yes, that makes perfect, makes perfect sense. sense. Makes absolute sense. Um, yeah. So, I mean, oh, another one. Uh, by the way, Lex Luger. Um, he's, you know, he had his falling out with the business and he had his issues, I understand, and he's going through some medical stuff too. But he was in that Sting, Ric Flair era, also the Freebirds era, and I think Lex Luger, if they rebuild a bridge with him, I think he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Too. I do. I would, have to, I would have to agree with you on that. I know that Lex gets a lot of, uh, quote-unquote, heat mm. for, you know, his in-ring work and not really being up to par, but... Or not really being one of the boys and having the same passion for the business. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, um... Uh, but I mean, you know, that's I mean, that's like backstage politics. You know, I, I don't think that should dictate as to whether someone goes to Hall of Fame. I feel like he's a really well-known name. He did have an impact, you know, in the business. And I feel like definitely if we if we're gonna sit here and agree, because you've kind of convinced me that <laughs> goddamn it, Goldberg needs to go into Watch the Hall your of Fame. Mouth. Sorry, we're gonna have to bleep that out. Yeah, I'll bleep it out. Sorry. All right. So if Goldberg, <laughs> it's going dirty in, and it's yeah, ugly, folks. Yeah. So 
if Goldberg's going in, Lex Luger should go in. All right, last thing, and we're moving on to WrestleMania. I promise you. One more thing. We'll take one more pause for the cause. One more. Go ahead. One more pause. Sean Waltman. Everybody from the clique seems to be going in. We already know Triple H is going in. We That's, that's, that's without. That's, no doubt. Come on. We know he's going to headline a Hall of Fame going in. Yep. Does the one, two, three kid, X-Pac, whatever else, uh, six that he went by in WCW, does he go into the Hall of Fame? My answer to that is you induct DX as a group. So you don't think. Sean On Walter. his own, mm-hmm. I don't think he has the cred. Okay. I think he was a fantastic performer. I loved everything he did all the way back to the one, three, three, one two, three kid. Um, you know, when he beat Razor Ramon on live television, that was beautiful. Uh, you know, he's gone through a lot of personal demons. Absolutely. Um, that's not taken away from anything in ring or anything on the mic because he was always entertaining. And he still wrestles. And he's still, yeah. I, got a, I got a chance to uh, hang out with him on the indie scene not too long ago. Um, he still gets in the ring. He still does his yeah. thing. Uh, but I think in this instance, that's where they need to induct him. And Billy Gunn, I know he had his issues too, but I got to work with him too, but that's another story. I think they induct him, Billy Gunn, Road Dog, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels because this was the original DX. And I think uh, when we're talking about original factions, I think that's the way X-Pac Shawn Waltman gets into the Hall of Fame. Okay. I mean, I, it's just funny thinking about like all of his friends are going to get in by themselves. And he's <laughs> he's kind of... He's going to get inducted by association, but uh, but I can I, I see your point completely. Because um, if you look at Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, yeah. I get where their individual careers went, and they were both main eventers in different organizations. That's why they went on on it, and that's why they didn't go in with the NWO or whatever the case may be. All right, you know I, what I'm saying? All right. See, I, the Bushwhackers went into the Hall of Fame. This is right. where I think people like ravishing Rick Rude before go in first. Right. Yes. Nothing right. against the Bushwhackers. Nothing, nothing against the Bushwhackers, but. I, once once I saw them going in, it was kind of a head scratcher for me. Because like you said, you just named we just named a whole bunch of people. We sure that, did. You know, that some of them are deceased that should have been in. Yep. Uh we put in the Bushwhackers and I'm thinking about the impact the Bushwhackers made on a business compared to X Pac. Uh, okay. And I'm seeing more of an impact for X Pac. So if one could make an argument that the Bushwhackers should be in the Hall of Fame, I have to make the argument that X Pac should be going in by himself, not by association. <laughs> Listen, he doesn't have to headline the oh, Hall he, of no, Fame. He wouldn't. Oh, well, he would never do that, you know. But um, he, you know, he should definitely go go in. I think that he did make a good impact. He was in NWO and in DX, DX yeah, for um extended period of time. True. Uh, had a great tag team uh, with Kane storyline. Loved it. Yeah, that was great. Um, so I mean, he's he's been around the business for a very long time. Everyone everyone knows who he is. I, I think that we can make. That um, that argument. You know what? I, I I like it. I like it. I, I'm I'm pulling for it. I don't know if it'll ever happen. Yeah, I'm pulling for it. Yeah. I think DX will go in before Sean Waltman goes in by himself. But this is why we have this podcast, yeah. so we can throw all these things out there. And again, we want to hear from you. This is Dirty Ugly Wrestling at Gmail dot com. This is yeah. the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast. I'm Dirty Mike. This is the Big Ugly. We're going to take one more pause for the cause. Yeah, (laughs) be you. We're going to take one more pause for the cause, and then we're going to come back. See, I'm borrowing Austin's line, too. Um, I like it. It's a good line. Yeah. And we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the main event of this podcast, which is WrestleMania 32, even though they stopped putting the numbers on there. Uh, WrestleMania Dallas AT&T Stadium. We're going to be right back.